You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You are listening to Unapologetic, and thank you for tuning in for another episode. This is our third episode, and I am Stacy Smith, and I am joined by my co-host, Ray Champagne. How are you? I am doing well. Hello, everyone out there listening. How are you, Stacey? I am good. Can you you believe it's our third episode? Well, they say third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. We got to make it good. I was feeling that Madonna today. You know, they're trying to make a movie about her. Really? Yeah. You have to give us, you know, some of that celebrity news. Uh, I just heard they're trying to make a movie, but from what I gather, she ain't having none of it. Really? Uh Is it because she wants to tell her own story? I think so. Okay. Okay. You know, it's Madonna, you know. All right. Well, for those of you that may not be familiar with Unapologetic, we start off talking about celebrities and celebrity news. So Rayshawn actually set that up pretty nicely. <laughs> so we're going to hop right into celebrity news and then we'll get to our topic of the day, which is about entrepreneurship and starting your own business. Yes. But first, uh, let's hop into what's going on with Carmelo Anthony and Lala Anthony. So we talked about this last week that they're actually splitting. Um, due to an alleged baby that's on the way by another woman. Okay, if it's alleged, then why are they splitting? Well, obviously, there's something going on that maybe we don't uh, know about behind the scenes, but that's what sources are saying. Uh, now, according to TMZ, Carmelo is doing everything that he can to win Lala back and save his marriage. They're saying that he's been sending her numerous texts telling her how much he loves her and how he doesn't want her to leave and he's been apologizing over and over and begging for another chance and asking her out on dates as well as trying to take vacations. Now he's also been doing something else that he has never done before and that is liking her pics on social media. (laughs) So sources are saying that He's saying that Lala is the only woman for him. He can't see himself with anyone else, and specifically not his alleged new baby's mother. Yeah, that word again. Yeah, so sources are also saying that the two are on friendly terms because of their son, Cayenne, but the pregnancy claim and his yet-to-be-determined NBA future is causing a lot of drama in their marriage right now. So I have a question. Do you feel like you should block your exes on social media? What do I mean, no. I, I want you to see me doing good. You know, if I break up with you, it's for a reason. So, I, I'm not that petty. Well, I kind of am that petty because I want you to see what I got going on. Right. I was going to say, well, that yeah. might be a little petty. Yeah, it's a little, that's, that's the undermining pettiness right there. Yeah, but I, I agree. I feel like me blocking you is taking energy to do that and it's showing yeah. you that I care. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't no, I want you to see me doing well. Exactly. Because social uh-huh. media is all about controlled content, right? Exactly. It, it, it's supposed to be us in our best light. So yeah, right, right. We want you know people mm-hmm. to see that we're doing well and specifically those that you know we may be a little bitter towards. And you know? then, you know, me, I lie. I make something up just so you can see it. Huh. Oh, well, exactly. I, I don't know if I would go that far, but. Well, it just depends. Don't piss me off. Right. But, like, why cheat if you're going to beg her to come back? Like, like, why would I do that? Like, yeah. me, I, that's a character trait. Like, I'll break up with you before I cheat on you. Because I know for me, if you cheat on me, somebody got to die. Somebody got to go. It may just be you. But, you know, in the entertainment industry and especially in the sports arena, Uh, these 
Thoughts. Athletes are notorious for cheating on their mates, With you know? Thoughts. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I don't know, I said it. you know, the temptation is there. They have a hard time, you know, controlling themselves. And they want to keep their wives and their girlfriends at home that, you know, that have been down with them for years. But for whatever reason, Girl, they listen, get, it you know. It. it ain't worth it. Well, I agree it with you. I agree with what you. What would you do if you were a la-la? You know, it, it really does depend on the situation because all of these are alleged allegations. Okay. We don't <laughs> have any proof. Word, we yeah. don't have any proof yet. We haven't seen, you know, any DNA tests. So I guess, you know, she just needs to really do some soul searching, see if she really wants to save her marriage and find out if this baby is really his. And if the baby isn't his, then maybe they can work it out. You know, if the baby is, you know, his, they may be able to work it out, too, if she's strong enough to get over that. Well, now, I hear some women say, I ain't just going to get a man to the woman. You know what I mean? So, you know, like, nah, nah, because mind you, Carmelo ain't no bum. You know what I'm saying? How much is he worth? Uh, I think it's an estimated $30 You see, uh Lala's doing well for herself and I don't think she's worth no 30 million dollars I'm just saying no I understand what you're saying I mean she's definitely put in the work they've been together for a long time you know they've seemed like they were really happy but Uh, you know she's gonna give it to the the alleged baby mom but she has to really figure out if she can get over it the thing is you don't want to be in a situation where every day you're looking at this person and you're mad at them you're resenting them and you're unhappy so sometimes it's just easier to just leave the situation so so let's just hope they're taking a little break and well, then yeah. they gone you know i, I hope that they can work things out yeah, yeah i do i do yeah, but yeah. you know i wish them the best in either decision that they make so speaking lala, of lala that's 30 million dollars you walking out on just think about that if you listen lala i do what's best for you <laughs> now speaking of lala she is actually producing a new reality show with ti's alleged friend bernice burgos uh, so you know uh, all the controversy that's surrounding miss burgos yes miss yeah. burgos and how she and tiny were going back you and forth on social media <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, apparently, the new show is called Goal Diggers <laughs> and will appear on VH1. Now, that's goal, G-O-A-L, oh, and not okay. gold, I, I as in G-O-L-D. Yes, goal, goal. Oh, oh. And then, you know, speaking of the women producing it, you know. Well, Lala's producing it. And- Okay, (laughs) and moving right along, Tamar Braxton says that The Real may have hired her, but she will be at the Daytime Emmys to accept her award. You know what? I know that's right, daggone. So she says that she will be going on stage and celebrating if The Real ends up winning a Daytime Emmy on Sunday night, even though the show fired her last year. Now, Tamar, on an upcoming appearance on an episode of Home and Family that airs on the Hallmark Channel, says that her firing was completely unexpected, and she and insists that she's not only going to the ceremony but if she wins she will go on stage and get what's hers so as you guys may know the singer was actually a co-host from 2013 to 2016 before she was abruptly fired from the show and in case you're wondering the real actually kind of has some stiff competition for outstanding entertainment talk show host with live with kelly and the view among the nominees for the emmy award so we'll see you know if they win but that will be interesting i'm gonna watch the real but I hope they win because I won't take my. I was gonna say just so you can see, just so I can see Tamar go up on stage and accept her award. Damn it, y'all can't get it without her, and there it is. So, do you feel like the real has changed since Tamar has been off of the show? Do you feel like her presence has been missed? 
don't know. Well, You've did, never watched. Uh, do you? Do you watch the? Thing? You know what? I don't really watch. I've <laughs> seen a couple of episodes when Tamar was on the show. Um, I do feel like Tamar brought something that was very different to the show, and I do feel like it. Ratchet. Well, that's your opinion. Um, I do feel like, but she, I feel like she brought that, as you would say, like that homegirl, relatable type of vibe to the show. And I think that's what so many. Oh gosh! But I feel like that's what so many fans of the show actually enjoyed about Tamar. Yeah, because mind you, I don't know if this is planned or like every week is a different host. I'm kind of mm-hmm. over that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like somebody new every day. Like it was cool for a minute, but get somebody consistent. You know, get somebody because you fall in love with that person mm-hmm. and then they're gone. So, who has been your favorite guest co host? Monica. Mm. I love Miss Monica. Monica, okay. and then recently, um, what's my girl name? Angela Lee Yee from The Breakfast Club. She was on there last week. So. Okay. How was Angela? Oh, you didn't watch. Oh, yeah. I guess I guess you did say that. You know, so how can you say that you have a favorite co-host that you didn't even watch? Oh, I like those two ladies right there. You know, that's one of my favorite singers from the nineties, mm-hmm. and I listen to Angela Lee every morning. I like them, so naturally, that's my favorite. Yeah. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Now, speaking of the real, you know, there was a little bit of controversy with Angela Yee and Lonnie Love on the show. Now that now, I did. Now, not know. with each other, ah. but actually involving K. Michelle. Because they actually brought up the incident between Angela Yee and Kay Michelle. Remember, they kind of had that little rift on the show, on The Breakfast Club. And Lonnie Love was like, oh, who was that singer that you had that incident with? Was it Keisha Cole? And Kay Michelle took that as shade. Now, Lonnie Love is insisting that it was not shade and that she really could not remember who the singer was and she really thought it was Keisha Cole. What do you think? In Lonnie's defense, and Keisha gonna blast me, I mean, not Keisha, Kay gonna blast me too. I get them confused from time to time. Uh-oh. I mean, think about it. They both got like the same type of swag, style, everything. They both bitter and heartbroken and. Angry and who? Well, Kay Michelle is very happy right now in her relationship with her dentist. I think are they engaged? I heard. Oh, her dentist. Well, he's a dentist. Her her significant other happens to be. Oh, like that's the only relationship she got going for with her dentist with them false teeth she got. What are y'all false teeth? I like K. Michelle. Don't do that. K. Michelle is cool. You like it because she a crazy ass Pisces. Yes, we do have that in common. I do love my Pisces women. Shout out to all the Pisces women in the world. I love y'all too, but y'all crazy as a bag of chicken lips. And y'all know. You know, we we can be a little different from time to time. I I like to say we're a little special. Touch. Well, special. All right. So, Kenya Moore. Detroit. That's another yeah. Detroit girl. So, you know, she had a restraining order against her ex-boyfriend, Matt Jordan. Mm, she put that Detroit. Stop it. <laughs> but the restraining order has actually been dismissed. Uh, she was horny. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> I don't think it was something that she actually did. So, they're saying that he no longer has to stay away from her because the judge tossed out the restraining order when she couldn't find him to serve the legal documents. Now, Kenya's temporary restraining order was dismissed on Wednesday after she was a no-show at a hearing on the matter. And according to TMZ, Kenya's lawyer says that she only skipped court because she knew the judge would toss it once he heard that Matt hadn't been served. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys will recall that Kenya 
said that Matt was blowing up her phone like 30 times a day, and he also threatened her. And the temporary restraining order required him to stay at least 200 yards away from her. Mm. Now, her attorney Something says that. Tossed. Yeah, now, attorney, her attorney says that Kenya will refile for another protective order, but she's going to have to locate Matt eventually. That's easy. You're probably in her bedroom. Come on, man. I mean, stop it. No, can't you horn these So you think nasty. she's still kind of going back and forth with Matt? Hell yeah. Now, that's what they were insinuating on the show. But, I mean, I haven't had a chance to really watch the past few episodes, so you'll have to tell me. So what what was going on, going on in those last few episodes with Kenya and Matt? Well, to be honest with you, the only thing I remember is they had a birthday party for the dog. Okay, but wasn't there something going on oh, where he yeah, said that yeah. she kind of let him on and they had slept together in his truck or something? Yep, she, he did. He did say that. He said that you need to leave me alone. He did say that. He said you need to leave me alone and quit messing with me. And, yeah, so I, I do believe that, you know, they still sneaking and getting it in. These were grown-ass adults that had sex in a truck? I'm just clarifying. Yes. Grown as adults. Yes. Yes, Dave. Like okay. one is over already 40. Make, I'm already making assumptions. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> assume away. <laughs> now, let me stop. Now, speaking of housewives, Phaedra Parks has brutally reminded Apollo that the prenup still applies in their divorce do-over. So, Phaedra is facing a do-over in her divorce, but she is insisting that the prenup should block Apollo from attempting to get any alimony. She actually filed documents in Georgia asking the court to inform what she considers an ironclad prenup that Apollo signed on October 23rd, 2009, nine days before they got married. Now, in the documents obtained by TMZ, Phaedra says that they both agreed to waive their right to alimony, meaning he shouldn't get a dime in spousal support when the divorce is final. She also claims that they agreed how to divide their assets when they signed on the dotted line. So, Phaedra, you bought it. And now your refund policy has expired. So now you're trying to return it and get your money back. Oh, well, tough break. Now, if you guys recall, a judge threw out Phaedra's final divorce judgment because he was concerned by a number of things, including Phaedra intentionally misspelling Apollo's name in the documents. You know, I don't like Phaedra anyway. I I never liked Phaedra from day one. I always thought that she was just not right. You know, she bought Apollo. And uh, she don't want to pay up. So, uh, tough break. I will. Why do you feel like she bought a Come on now. <laughs> are, are you trying to insinuate that she couldn't get a man like that on her own just based on her genuine heart, her looks, and the whole package you, that she uh, You said, am I insinuating? No, I thought I was. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I, was, uh, I think Phaedra has a lot going on for herself. She a has lot a, of money. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think she has a very nice shape. I think she's incredibly smart. Oh, she got an ass on her. She's smart and enough I think she's to be an rich. Attractive woman from behind. Okay, you know what? On, on that yeah. note, we're gonna take <laughs> a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna go into our topic for tonight, which is entrepreneurship and starting your own business. So Being we have a, a very bounce. special guest in the studio, and we're gonna talk to him all about starting a business. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back on yeah. Unapologetic, and that was the perfect song to talk oh, wow, about wow, our wow, topic wow, wow. for tonight. We're talking about work, but specifically, we're talking about self-employment and being an entrepreneur, and we have a very special guest in the studio. That's right. He is a very accomplished entrepreneur, Mr. Devin Williford. How are you, Devin? Hello, how are you doing? 
I am good. Thank you for asking. So thank you for coming in to talk about being an entrepreneur. And how about you tell everyone out there exactly, well, tell us the name of your company and what you do specifically. The name of the company is Elmer and Sons Trucking. We do aggregate hauling and demolition mostly. Okay. And how long have you been in business? Well, it's been in business since 1970, but it was shut down <clears throat> around my father's death around 2004 and restarted about 2011. Okay, okay. Now, what's interesting about you uh, regarding this business is that you actually still have a full-time job. Yes, I work 10 and 11 hours a day, so it's a little difficult, but Dang. I'm make it happen. Okay, so let me ask you. A lot of entrepreneurs, they want to take that leap. You know, they're working these full-time jobs, whether it's in corporate America or, you know, any other type of field. And they're like, okay, I really want to start my own business, but I don't want to lose that safety net. So how do you balance working along with running your own business? Because so many people say, well, there's no way that you can devote the time that you need to devote to your business if you're working at least 40 hours a week. So what do you say to that? Well, mostly the aggregate hauling part is seasonal. So after November, around Thanksgiving, it's shut down until around April 1st when the frost laws lift. So in between that time, I'm making sure all my equipment is working, operational. So when April 1st come around, it makes things a little easier. But working a full-time job and balancing that with <laughs> with the... Uh, the company. This is a little difficult. It's a little time consuming, but I use a lot of my vacation time to make sure everything is set up. Okay. Now, do you have any plans to go full time into your business? Yes, when I retire. Okay. <laughs> for my job, my regular, not, uh, well, it's not nine to five, but my regular job. Now, how far away are you from retirement? Six years. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's not that long. No, not at all. Okay. But, uh, like, okay, so you say it was your father's company? Yes, it was my father's company. And now, what made you just, you say he passed away in 2004. Sorry to hear about that. But what made you, you know, pick it up? Like, what made you want to just, you know, get into it? Well, right around 2005, I was shutting it down, you know, because, you know, I was running all my contracts out, all his contracts out. And my brothers were involved. And it was just too much. It was so much going on. It was like my dad always said, just get rid of everything and sell it. Because it was it was the three of us. It was three different personalities and everything. So when I started it back up, I made sure my brothers were kind of out of the way, out of the picture. I know it sounds a little bad, but it wasn't. It was. It's business. It's business. It's business, yeah. And I love my brothers to death, and I of make course. sure, you know, they're taken care of. Okay. So I'm kind of glad you brought that up in terms of having, you know, people involved in the business because a lot of people are unsure on whether or not they should have partnerships when they're launching a business. What is your opinion on having a partner? I hate partnerships. I absolutely hate partnerships. Having to depend on somebody else to do anything is well, what you hate? I can consider myself a hard worker, and it's hard to for me to find somebody to match my hustle, basically, mm -hmm. to match the amount of time and effort I'm willing to put into my business is really hard, really difficult. So I just choose to go at it alone. I've been in partnerships before, never worked, never worked. Always turned out to where I was working harder and they were reaping the benefits. Mm. Now, this is something that someone actually um, talked to me about recently in regards to partnerships is that 
normally in a partnership, it's, you know, normally 50-50. And so... Usually. Yeah, usually. Yeah. And partners expect to do 50% of the work. And you could find yourself doing 100%, meaning you're giving 100%, 110%, but your partner's like, well, I only committed to 50 <laughs> So it's like, can you really get mad at that partner when they really went in thinking they were only going to do 50? Well, and then um, you can help me with this. Have you ever considered just keeping them on, like focusing in on what their strengths is? As a business owner, what would you say your strengths are and what would you say that you struggle with? Um, I struggle with hire, well, firing people. Uh, I don't have a problem okay. with hiring someone. You want to take nobody money from them. Right. I understand that. Yeah, but I will fire someone <laughs> <laughs> if it's absolutely necessary, right? I mean, they messing up the money. Right. You know, they can't stay around. They have to go. They got to go. They got to go. Yeah. So, have you recently? Like, how often do you get rid of people? Well, the last time I fired somebody was about two years ago. Two years ago. Okay. Was it a friend, person? Like, no, no, just uh, a, you know. Now, I'm glad you actually brought up friends because, Devin, a lot of people say it's always a bad idea to hire yeah, friends never or family hire members. someone you cannot fire. <laughs> Is that true? Have you ever hired someone that was a family member or a friend and did you have to fire them? I hire family members and friends only if they understand that I expect the most of them. Okay. Have you ha- ever had to fire one? No, I never had to fire. I will. Okay. <laughs> I so will. you said that, that you said that now, like right, don't this think is, this is business. Yeah, this, you know when you dealing with my money, I. Right. <laughs> Can you explain the importance of as a business owner of having to be there? Because you know you can hire a manager all day, but they ain't gonna care about it how you would care about it as the owner. You know what I mean? Like explain that. There's a lot of long days. So when I get off work, it's straight to the business, making sure everything is running correctly, making sure all the trucks are in grease, making sure, you know, everything is right. It's it's a lot. Why is that important? It's important because you need your truck to run constantly, you know, the next day. You know, you got tires, brakes, you got adjustments you got to make, you got, you know, lights that go out, you got trucks that may break down, air leaks. It's a lot of stuff going on. And you have to keep an eye on every last bit of it. Yeah. And see, that's my business owners. You have to be there. Now, you what, have to. What would you say is one of the most common, um, some of the most common mistakes that you see in other business owners? Number one, not being there, like we said, like we just discussed. Because mm-hmm. um, if you're not at the business, you're not know, you don't know what's going on. I mean, you're wondering why something is happening, why you're not making money. The employees are taking it. <laughs> or you know using it or whatever your service or business is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I gotta think about that. Think about a few more. But yeah, that's number one. Employee, the the owner not being at the job. Okay, you now have to be there. I feel like entrepreneurship has been glamorized recently, especially uh, for millennials, because a lot of millennials find it difficult to work for someone else, and it's kind of been glamorized and promoted that you should work for yourself, you should build your own empire. But a lot of people don't realize how hard it can be to start a business. What do you say to those people out there that think that starting a business is easy? Starting a business is not easy. I think um, every 
especially the millennials, because there aren't any like retirement plans or anything for anyone, um, should put their hat in the ring, you know, for starting a business. Because, I mean, there's there are <laughs> there aren't any pension plans. 401ks was never designed to be a retirement plan. And most of the time, it's people's savings account. That's their only savings account. And if you're going to work for someone else and you build that 401k up and use it as a savings, you might as well use it for yourself. Okay. All right. Well, the thing is, Rayshon, you know, you and I, we talk about this all the time in terms of the importance of, you know, going after your dreams, pursuing whatever it is that you want to do. However, I do believe that there are some people that are maybe not meant to be business owners because we need employees just as much as we need employers. Would you agree with that? Oh, definitely. Not everybody is meant to be an entrepreneur. Everyone own their own business, then we'll have no employees. There's exactly. nothing wrong with that. Again, it's about knowing your strengths and what you are good at. You know? That's true. And I think it's important to recognize right away what, like you said, what are your strengths? What are your skills? Because I think a lot of people fall into, I'm so passionate about it. I just love this, you know, whatever it may be, whether it's fashion, music, whatever. And then when they get into it, they're like, okay, I really don't know a lot about this industry. I just know that I'm passionate about it. I like it. Like, I love music, but I know I'm not meant to be a music executive. I don't need to run a record label. Like, I know that's not my skill set. So I think it's important that people recognize their natural gifts and actually try to utilize those gifts to start their business because that's what they're just naturally good at. Definitely. Now, let me ask you a question as a business owner because you said it's not easy. It's difficult. Long days, long nights. Right. What keeps you going though? Like what, what, what makes you just not say, man, the hell with this. I got a job. I'm good. What keeps me going is my children. Mm. Because of what we just talked about, about uh, pensions and 401ks. It's like, since there's nothing, I might as well give them something to launch off of when they're of age. Uh, you, how many, you said children. How many kids do you have? Two. And how old? 23 and just about to turn 18 next month. Ah, they're grown up. So do you plan on, like, are you prepping them to carry on the business? Yes, absolutely. And is that what they want? No. Okay, how about you tell us What do they want to do? Well, you know, most kids nowadays Everybody wants to do the high-tech thing The electronic Mm. thing The entertainment thing, rap thing But it's a lot of low-tech jobs out there Old jobs that nobody think about That pays very well Mm -hmm. Like trucking, Mm -hmm. for instance Or demolition or construction Mm -hmm. There's a lot of money in it that's very true. How many tractor trailers do you see on 75? And right. All these abandoned buildings being torn down. Yeah, it's more to do out there, people, than just play ball and spit balls. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like that. Because you don't hear too many people going to trucking business. You know what I mean? And that's a lucrative business. You know what? I actually have a friend that's in the trucking business that's a female and I remember when she started the business I was like whoa like you really are gonna do this and she's like yeah she's like I've done my research I've done my homework it's great money and she's been doing really well you know in the beginning it kind of started off a little slow which you know any business does but now she's doing really well and I actually just read about a woman who she, now, this is a very unique story. She actually went through a divorce. She was a stay-at-home mom. She went through a divorce. She actually didn't have any background 
in trucking whatsoever. She was desperate for a job. She went and got a job for a trucking company, learned everything about the industry within the organization, and launched her own. And now the company is worth $50 million. Yes. So that was a great success story. But like you said, there are so many different industries that people don't think think about about. that there's a lot of money to be made in. And, you know, if you have the, the skills... Hey, go for it. Go for it. Now, Devin, quick question before we, I think we're going to break in a minute. But what do you say, because Stacey, you hit on something when you said that, you know, in the beginning with old girl business, it was hard. You got to get, you had to have gotten discouraged. Because you said you started to back up with 2004, so it's like 13 years later. I'm assuming that, you know, you're good. But in the beginning, did you ever get discouraged? Yeah, so I got discouraged. Now, how did you get through that? Now, now tell people out there, like, that's having a baby business that's, like, you know, that first year I heard is, like, a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, that's when you want to just, like, I don't know about that. So how did you get through it, you know? Well, I got through it because I knew I looked past the problems that I was having. I knew it was going to be, you know, I knew that the business was lucrative. I knew I was going to make some money from it. So it's just, just stay focused. Just make sure everything is running right. Make sure, you know. Now, was you Make losing sure you money in the beginning? A lot absolutely. Of mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's cost a lot of money, actually, to get a truck up and running from zero. So do you think your job actually helped you in terms of keeping afloat during that first year in business in which you were losing money? Yes, it probably was. Yes, I, I can say it was. Okay. So would you recommend for people that are looking to start a business that maybe they not rush right into it, that maybe they make enough money first on their job, and then once they start profiting, they can actually leave their job and go full-time into their business? Yes, that's what I would Yes, recommend, yes. Okay, all right. I own a business. Well, I need to go to another company. Well, I need a manager. For, I'm a business owner. You know what? Listen to you. Somewhat, you know, a lot of people think that they can jump out. And like, you know, you just said, you, just, you save up. I put 100000 in my 401k cash. And I'll go buy a truck and thinking I'm okay. Mm-hmm. It's not always about starting big. Mm-hmm. You don't have to start big. You can start small. You can start very small. Like, you know, I remember when I was a kid. Ride my big wheel on my bike and seeing a guy walking down the street with the paint buckets. He just got off work painting houses for people, mm-hmm. you know, and then eventually he got a truck and then eventually he got a sprayer and eventually he, you know, he got big mm-hmm. to where he was doing buildings and now he can sustain himself. He can sustain his business. So. Okay. So, yeah, mm-hmm. start it off as a side business until it takes off and then you mm-hmm. grow it. Because I like that because that, that builds a foundation, you know. Yeah. If you start at the top, any place to go but die. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Devin about Mm, starting a business. I wonder how he dating with all this 10-hour days at work and then running a business. Rayshawn's trying to get all into his personal life. All right. Hey, unapologetic. What we do? All right. We'll be back. Okay. We are back on Unapologetic. And tonight we are talking about entrepreneurship and being a business owner. And we have a very special guest in the studio. His name is Devin Williford. And he's giving us some advice for those of you that are thinking about starting a business or if you already have an existing business and you feel like you need some tips. He's giving us some great advice here. So we're going to jump right back into what we were talking about um, before break. Well, Rayshawn was actually saying how he finds it very interesting that you work so much in terms of having a full-time job because you still have a full-time job and you're running your own business. When do you have a personal life? Like when do you have time for well, a personal life? Needs or something. <laughs> it suffers. I must say it suffers because I'm working. Sometimes I get three, four hours of sleep a day. 
And, wow. you know, mm. I mean, in in April, May, no, March, April, May, June, is <clears throat> those are the, the hardest times to actually try and date somebody because it's constant run, 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 constant. And, and that's when the weather's nice, bro. That's terrible. That's when they wear sundresses and yeah, right. you know, toes out, breast out, thighs. Man, so we got days, a man will be a man right now. <laughs> so, like, so you started, you said, 2004. No, that's when my dad passed. That's when your dad I, passed, I, I, I'm sorry. I started it back up around 2011. 2011 when you started it back up. So your kids are already, you know, here. So again, like tell the brothers out there, how do you balance like fatherhood, dating? Like how how do you do all the job, fatherhood? When well, they older now, Red Bull, <laughs> <laughs> it gives you wings. <laughs> it's a little, it's difficult. It's very difficult. You know, I just, I got to take a lot of days off work sometime. Mm-hmm. You know, or a whole days, or I wake up, and you know, it's like a lot of times when it's raining real bad, the truck's not running. And that's like a vacation day for me. I'm like, cool. All I got to do is go to my job, punch in, punch out, go home. You hear that? Going to work is a vacation day for an entrepreneur. Uh Now, you're talking about, you know, obviously the challenges that sometimes you face as an entrepreneur. But tell me, what are the benefits of being an entrepreneur? What do you love the most about working for yourself? That money. I love not being under somebody else's watchful eye. I don't have to answer to anyone. I can just do my own thing. And, you know, if I got to fire somebody, I can fire them on the spot, hop in the truck, and go do my thing. Okay. All right. Now, what would you say, aside from what you just told us, is, like, one of the biggest hurdles that you had to endure as being an entrepreneur? The biggest hurdle? That social life, right? (laughs) Giving up the women. (laughs) (laughs) Dating, yeah. (laughs) Probably the social life, hanging out. Um, I miss... I, I try not to miss none of my daughter's events. I only miss one. It's it's hard to get to those and do other stuff. But you know, sometimes the trucks don't come back too late, mm-hmm. so I got to stay there and do that. You know, it's it's a lot. Okay, now we were just talking about your personal life. So, have you ever had issues with your significant other? Yes, like, are, okay, let me ask you: Are you dating someone right now? <laughs> no. Okay. In the past, have you ever had issues with a significant other because you were so busy? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, what were they complaining about the most? Time. <laughs> There's no Lack time. of time. There's only 24 hours in a day. If it was 48 in a day, I might be okay, but it's only 24. Well, she wasn't complaining when the money was coming in. Well, was she seeing any of that money? Devin. I ain't mm-hmm. married. <laughs> Good answer. Let me ask you now, you know, me, friendships, and, you know, loyalty is a you know, big thing for me. Did you lose... Any friends as being an entrepreneur? You know, people who, you know, didn't, they did try to hold you back. Did you have to let anyone go? On or that? even jealousy. Yeah, even jealousy. Like, did you, on a personal level, like, did you have to let someone, like, yeah, I can't rock with you right now? Yeah, to a certain, a certain extent, but I'm kind of, I'm pretty good at judge of character. So I'm not, I don't really, I didn't really have to let anyone go like that because I don't keep people around me like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm the type of person that try to uplift. So it was like if you wanted to try and do trucking, hey, I'm I'm the one to talk to. If you want to do anything, I wanted to, if if you wanted to do anything that I do, if you wanted to learn stocks, trucking, real estate, other stuff that I do or whatever, 
it's you can just talk to me. And I'm just not going into business with you, right? Because you don't need partners. I'm not. I'm not going. I will help you get your business up and partner with you in your business as a joint venture before I partner with you. Wow. Now you said other stuff, stocks and real estate. Let's talk about that. I ain't about that. What what the real estate? What do you what do you do with that? The real estate. Well, I haven't done it in a while, but the real okay. estate, uh, flipping and renting and building, which hopefully I'm soon to get into, and renovating. Now, I, I hope our listeners, uh, like listening to this, especially our young entrepreneurs and our enterprising people, m- the path to wealth. Mm-hmm. Multiple incomes. Oh, absolutely. Multiple streams of income. I actually yes. read that you should have at least five streams. Seven. I think, oh, is it seven? Seven. seven. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess I must have got my information wrong. We're but, a little behind. Look, right. Five, <laughs> seven, whatever it is. I think More than one. Right. I think so <laughs> many people get dependent upon their jobs. And, and this is the thing. I'm not knocking anyone that is out there working a full-time job because, definitely, you know, you have to do whatever it is you have to do to provide for yourself, your families, put food on the table. But I also want people to keep in mind that a job, unfortunately, can let you go at any time and you always need to have some type of a backup plan for an, for another source of income because you never know. Like I can speak for myself personally, you know, for those of you that know me personally and now our listeners out there will know this, I actually own some real estate. And what I can say is my real estate has always been consistent when my jobs may not have been, whether it was, you know, a layoff or I took a pay cut, but I always had that to depend on when, you know, times got a little bit more challenging for me in terms of employment wise. So I do think it's important to stress that people should always keep in mind that you never know what could happen on a job. So you have to make sure that you have another source of income coming in. Because people get comfortable. And I just read something online. So like they said, if you're comfortable, I'm probably paraphrasing it, but I just make it my own. If you're comfortable, that means you're not growing. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're stuck. You get in. Because they always say if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you got. Exactly. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. You can't be lazy. That's mm-hmm. all I can tell you. Would you agree, Devin? Absolutely. You cannot you, be lazy. You cannot be lazy. You cannot depend on anybody else. You cannot. <laughs> because this is your business, your baby, your money. You got to be there. And you know, one more thing that I want to add to that to kind of pick up of, off of what you just said. It's so important for you to believe in yourself. Oh, yeah. Because I think so many people get discouraged because they're listening to everyone else around them. You know, when they have an idea, they go and they take it to their family members. They take it to their friends. And, you know, those friends and family members, they may not have any ill intentions, but they may be discouraging. Oh, well, you can't really do that. You don't know anything about that. It's going to take so much money for you to do that. You're Why would you quit your job? Uh, Why would you do this? Why would you do that? And then you start to is, believe that. Is my first wife in this room? <laughs> Dave, the shade. Uh, that's Dave, our engineer, ladies and gentlemen. He, he, he's here all week. <laughs> you know how many times I heard that, Stacey? Oh, I can believe it. Well, how about you tell us about some of your experiences that you Please. had with people that were not maybe the most encouraging when you were trying to Start launch your business? Your business yeah. Well, the number one thing I heard was, how are you going to do that and work at the same time? Mm. And I'm putting, pulling it off successfully for the last, what, six years? 
seven mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's tough, but you pull through it. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a lot of people out here that's trying to, you know, throw some type of shade on what I'm doing, mm-hmm. or it's not where it wouldn't work out. It you know, you need to have more time, and you need to do this. And it's like, okay, I got to quit my job. I'm not quitting my job. I'll be retiring in a minute. Might as well quit then get paid from it. Because you're going to have a pension. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay, so that makes a difference, ladies and gentlemen, okay? There's a pension that he'll actually receive when he retires, so that makes perfect sense. But, you do know... Do you mind telling us what ahead. you do for a living? You going to keep... You don't have to. Well, no, I, I think he doesn't have to you don't have do to. that. Okay. Well, he doesn't know he's working. Yes, he's, he, he's a working he, man. He has a full-time job. Yes. But I was going to say, you definitely have to believe in yourself first, no matter what definitely. people are telling you. Because a lot of people, like I said, they don't necessarily have ill intentions, but the reality is they're afraid to do something. Definitely. So because of their fear, they're trying to put that upon you to say, well, I can't do it, so you can't, you can't do it do. either. And I always say you have to be very mindful who you're taking advice from. Mm-hmm. Would you take advice? A, a person, a broke person, always wants to give you financial advice. Mm-hmm. Why is that? I don't know. Just like the person that's single always, always wants to give tell you, you about your relationship. Right, going to give you relationship advice. So it, it, it's kind of like you start to believe that. You know, you, you hear it because, again, like you said, these are your friends, your family. They, they do have your best interest at heart. Well, you think they you do. You think they do. Right. But sometimes, you know, I don't think they are listening to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they can be discouraging. Again, I feel like that's entrepreneurs talking to employees. You have to be mindful of who you're talking to. If you are a you know potential entrepreneur and you want to start a business, of course you want to tell your closest friends and family. Yeah, you're excited. You're excited. But I would go and tell someone who is already doing what you're trying to do first. Mm. And go there first. They're gonna give you some insight. They'll give you that. So when you do present it to, you know, I always call them my panel. You know, I have a panel of mm-hmm. people that I always go to. So when you do present it to your panel and they try to hit you with those obstacles and those where well, you can't, you can't. Yes, I can. Because I talked to such and such right. and they and told me. Why and I here's can. why I can't. Mm-hmm. So again, you have to just kind of have a deaf ear to all that. Well, one thing that my grandfather told me a long time ago that I will always take with me is your network is your net worth. Mm. You have to keep people around you that inspire you, that will help you to grow. Because if you're around people that lack ambition, that don't know what they want to do with their own lives, how are they going to help you? Right? How is your circle, Deb? Who who, who do you, because you say it's kind of small. So, like, who, who do you have, like, you know, your, like, a mentor or your, your confidant, somebody that you kind of go to? Actually, no. I do. A, I keep a lot of stuff to myself. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, my next idea, I, every time I come up with something, it seems a little crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until you pull it off. Until <laughs> so you pull it off. And then everyone's like, oh, that was genius. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I don't really... You know, I don't really ask until I'm already into it. Okay. So I just start doing it. That's something I learned. Just start putting it together. Just do it. Yeah. So like, it's like safe. Nike. Okay. <laughs> no, just start doing it. Oh, like you Nike. said like Nike. Yeah. Just do it. So it's safe to say, like, if you have an idea, just keep it to yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Plan it out. Execute it. Mm-hmm. Y'all hear that? I like now, that. I have actually taken that advice before. 
because there have been so many times where I've had a lot of ideas. I'm a Pisces, as we talked about earlier, so I'm very creative, and I always have an idea, right? I always have a million-dollar idea. Creative is just a nice way of saying crazy as hell, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) So anyway, people, (laughs) no, but seriously, so I learned that I would always have those naysayers, my family members, my friends that will always say, you can't do that. That's going to cost too much money. Why would you do that? You don't know anything about that, whatever it was. And so on my last venture, I said, I'm not telling anyone. I'm just going to do it and I'm going to show them. And that's what I did. So I think that's great advice that sometimes you need to keep certain things to yourself and you just need to show people. Definitely. Or if you want to share, share someone who has the same type of mindset as you do, mm-hmm. that's trying to go where you go. Because I notice about a lot of people that I know, they're stuck. And I hate to mm-hmm. say that because they got comfortable with their jobs, they're making good money, but you're stuck. It's like a hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. That, and that's my biggest fear is to be stuck in something. But you do you I mean? think that's because of the people that are around them? That's what they see? I think society, really. They tell you, get a job, keep a job. Get a check, get buy a house, and that's the way to live. Right, because that's what a lot of people are you taught. Know? You know, you go to school, exactly. you get your, your exactly. degree, you go get a good job, you buy a house, get and married, live happily ever after. Exactly. And you, you work until saying? you retire. And you work until you retire. And like a hamster wheel. You just get up, go to the same job, get the same check, come to the same wife. Same kid, same okay, house. Okay, wait a minute. What's wrong with having the same wife? <laughs> uh, I like how I snuck that in there. Right. But I'm just saying, always think outside the box. There's always going to be people who don't think like you, and that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. I, people tell me all the time, I'm different. I don't fit in nowhere, and I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just gravitate towards the people who have the same mindset that I do. Exactly. And then it, it sucks because, you know, you want to bring everybody that you love with you. You want them all to come. You want them all to yeah. participate and be a part. But some people you just got left behind. You know that whole loyalty thing. You know we always are loyal to others, mm-hmm. but never loyal to ourselves. Mm. Say that again. That's true. Yeah, I'm just you, you, we're always loyal to others, but we are all never really loyal to ourselves. You know, we we will put ourselves in situations that we know we don't want to be in, mm-hmm. just for the sake of being loyal. To somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh gosh! Well, you can't knock someone, you know, no, you for wanting can't. to be loyal and having a good heart. But I, I completely understand what you're saying because you can't take care of anyone else if you don't take care of yourself first. I'm definitely. So you definitely have to take care of yourself. Well, Devin, do you have any final thoughts for those um, entrepreneurs out there that are currently in business? Maybe they're brand new in business, or those that are thinking about starting a business. Just any final thoughts of advice? Um, just start it. Just get just just, just do it. Just do it. And it's you're not gonna always be into something that you like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 something sometime it an opportunity will present will present itself and you just gotta roll with it. Mm-hmm. Like uh I'm sure everybody every person that lives in Gross Point with the last name Ford mm-hmm. don't like cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but mm-hmm. hey, they, the four families there, the car companies there. I might as well work there, and to some capacity, it'll have something to do with that or the football team. So it's not always what you like; it's the opportunity. Yeah, and I also think that a lot of people, when they get into their business, um, whatever it is that they're passionate about or they like, they focus on that one specific thing, mm-hmm. but they forget about the fact that there's so many other elements that go into running a business and doing it well. So 
you also have to keep that in mind, too. You also need to know that there are going to be days where you have to do things that you don't necessarily enjoy. But the payoff will definitely be worth it. So thank you again, Devin, for coming into the studio today with some great advice for all of you aspiring entrepreneurs Uh and current entrepreneurs. And we look forward to talking with you guys next week. So thank you again to my lovely co-host over here, Rayshawn uh, Payne. And I am Stacey Smith. And we will talk to you same time next week, 7 p.m. next Thursday. Peace out.